When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 10 of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author and a paranormal researcher who is joined by a very special guest. I'm here today with Johannes. So thanks so much for joining us on So Strange. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So from the sounds of it, uh, you have a couple paranormal-ish uh, stories, maybe one involving some orbs. Is that right? That's right. And uh, the orb one, actually, so I used to hang out with a whole bunch of friends, and we used to do our little Scooby-Doo thing at night, go into graveyards, kind of had a little fascination with the afterlife for a while there. And one night, we actually, this is back in Aurora, Colorado, actually, and we are actually going uh, halfway through, and this little mausoleum was right in the center of it. And all of a sudden, this big flash of light starts coming out of the side of the mausoleum heading right towards us. And it actually looked like it was this giant orb, and everybody saw it. We all just scattered. <laughs> you know, that's kind of funny how that goes. You, you see it on the ghost hunting shows on Travel Channel and TV as well. I mean, they're there to see some paranormal happenings, and then when they do see the paranormal happenings, they run the other way, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did, this, what did this flash of light or this orb, uh, what was the shape of it, shape and size, something comparable for the listeners? It, I would say it was probably the size of uh, actually a small car, believe it or not. So, oh, wow. It's a big one. Yeah. And it, it, all you could see was just like a little round circle. That was about it. So, Holy smokes. Um, now, how fast was it traveling and was it headed straight for the group? It was headed straight for the group. And it was traveling probably about walking distance or walking how fast you would be. So, Well, you know, fast enough that you don't want to hang around any longer to see what it is, right? <laughs> right. And then right after that, there was a big boom, a big flash of light just disappeared. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, on one hand, you know, you, you could come at it from the angle of the paranormal. You know, you're, you're near a mausoleum. Uh, you know, it's it's nighttime, there's ghosts, there's spirits around. So is it that? Or, you know, coming from a slightly more scientific approach, is it ball lightning? Have you ever heard of the phenomena of ball lightning? Yeah, I've heard of that. And I looked it up and there was like no clouds in the sky or anything. So. There you go. That theory's out the window then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I suppose, you know, it's possible there's still some sort of a static or electricity in the air, even if a thunderstorm's not nearby. But the chances are pretty slim, honestly. Right. It was clear conditions. Uh, so everyone just kind of scattered in different directions then? Yeah, we kind of just exited the graveyard at that point because we were pretty spooked out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so where did this fascination with the afterlife begin? You said you, you just kind of went through a phase where you were kind of into that? Yeah, um, I was just always curious about it. Um, big into mythology, big into uh, researching religions, kind of an old soul. And was really curious about the afterlife. So I would actually hang out in graveyards and 
I used to appreciate the beauty of the statues and all the different different architecture and all. And I was actually even writing a book one time, and I was using that for kind of inspiration. So. Very cool. Do you think you'll ever finish that particular work, or was this uh, just kind of something that ran its course? Kind of something that ran its course. Okay. You know, the interesting thing about graveyards, and I've had you know differing opinions on this, but I know a lot of people who actually think they're rather peaceful, kind of like – the the vantage point you're coming from is you know you appreciate the artwork and the the architecture and it it almost seems uh peaceful and and quiet it's almost like a library you know people don't go there to make ruckus it's usually a pretty low key vibe then again you know if you're the kind of person who has intuition or or psychic abilities on some level you know being in a cemetery or graveyard might you know, it might stir up uh, a heavy emotional imprint, not necessarily because there's ghosts and spirits walking around everywhere, but, you know, an intuitive might be able to pick up on the heavy energy that used to be there for grieving family members who were, you know, burying their loved ones. So uh, for better or worse, yeah, there's there's some vibes there for sure. Was there anything else odd that happened that, that particular night when the, when the orb shot out of the mausoleum? No, that was pretty much it for that night. Sure. Have you ever... Uh, had any other encounters with orbs, you know, showing up in photos or, or seeing them when you didn't Not have a orbs, camera? Not orbs, but since you mentioned photos, I actually have another thing that actually uh, happened to me, and this was just to me, too. And I almost want to call it buyer beware. Uh, I actually went to a Salvation Army thrift store and bought this beautiful picture. It was actually a foil art of a forest at night. And it looked really beautiful, and I brought it home. Well, I started having nightmares after that. My cat hated it. It hissed at the picture almost every single day. And when I had these nightmares, this one figure would appear in front of me that, do you know who the Slender Man is? Oh, I've heard of Slender Man. Yep. He looked just like him, except that he was Caucasian and actually had a blue tie on and no gendrils or anything like that. So he's a fancy Slender Man with a bow tie. He's a fancy Slender Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So every night um, he would get closer and closer to me for the first week. After that, he, there was actually a dream I had where it was like uh, a little girl from, it looked like a little house on the prairie almost, the kind of bonnet on, the plaid dress, and all these town people started coming, they had no face on. Ooh. So she uh, pointed behind me, and I was drifting down this river, and he was right there and actually grabbed me by the throat, and I woke up with marks on my neck. Oh, no. Yes. Holy smokes. How many nights in a row, or how many, you know, This went on for two weeks two weeks and every time he would get a, a step closer almost like he was testing his boundaries huh yes oh my gosh it, it, the the marks are concerning because dreams are one thing nobody likes a nightmare but a reoccurring nightmare that almost like successively gets more spooky as as he gets closer and closer and then have the marks on the neck as as proof um yikes yeah and yes. slender man you know I think it's one of these, it's a newer urban legend, um, right? And it kind of started out, if if my history is correct, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but I think it started out as like a, like a hoax, like a, like a joke or a, you know, clearly just a, a urban legend. But then it actually grew into people having like real encounters and people were left going like, well, what the heck? I, I thought this was just a made up story. And then people actually started to have experiences with it. It almost, uh, you know, some people put it in the category of a tulpa. So a tulpa yeah, is basically, what... right, like a thought form that becomes real. Right. And I almost, when I looked up the tulpa, it kind of fit the picture because after that night he actually grabbed me, 
there was actually uh, a night where he held me over to bed. Actually, he came into my room. I could see my room full picture. His arms and legs stretched across and actually on the bedpost and held me down. And his he actually had a jaw that came out. I remember I was pushing against him. And I could feel myself pushing against him. And everything was shaking around me. And I wake up. And my cat's right there looking at the picture. And he was actually peeking through that forest on the picture. The, the Slender Man character was? Yes. Ooh. Ah. Where did you get this this uh, piece of artwork again? It was actually in the Salvation Army in Parker, Colorado. Okay. See, just goes to show everyone, you got to be careful when you're thrifting. You know, you get something used and, and you bring it home. You don't know what kind of energy or, or mojo is attached to it. Um, I guess it depends who owned it before. Um, I'll tell you what, here in Omaha, Nebraska, there is a Museum of Shadows. It's a museum of thousands of haunted collectible artifacts, uh, dolls, uh, Ouija boards, murder weapons, you know, each story more horrific than the last. I wonder what the backstory is on, on that particular item you got from the Salvation I'm Army. I'm not sure, but as soon as that happened, I actually, I never ran so fast to throw a picture out into the middle of the street. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> and good riddance. So after you yeah. got rid of it, did, did the activity stop? It actually did. Oh, my gosh. So... Yeah, that's that's terrifying. I mean, did you have you had any nightmares since then, or did it everything just completely go away after you got rid of it? I mean, of course, I've had nightmares, but not nightmares of that. So mm -hmm. that went completely away. So, for listeners who might not be familiar with Slenderman, do you want to kind of describe what this entity looked like um, in terms of height? How were the arms and legs? How was the facial features? Was it shadowy? Yeah. Was it detailed? Absolutely. So height, I would say he is probably about six foot four is what I put it, kind of an average size. No face at all. It was like just the head was right there. Uh, arms and legs were very thin, as well mm -hmm. as the stature as well. I suppose that's why they call him Slender, right? Right. <laughs> now, I know with the, uh, the urban tales, he has tendrils on his back and all, but actually he didn't have no tendrils. It was just him. Yeah, and maybe there's variations. I mean, like Bigfoot, you know, some people say they've seen one who's has reddish fur, black, blonde even, you know, and then you have other people seeing, uh, you know, all sorts of weird uh, cryptozoological beings and shadow entities, and uh, they're all a little different from the next. You know, there's even variations among um, within the same species, if, if you want to call them a species, but... And then again, maybe at the end of the day, we're, we're splitting hairs, <laughs> you right. know, talking about the subtle differences. Cause you know, people, people have asked me, you know, what's the difference between a ghost or a demon or a shadow person or a hat man, you know, hat man is kind of a new thing people are reporting, but they're all in the same wheelhouse. They're spookies, they're ghosties, you know, they, um, you know, they're being seen and maybe just like people, they have variations, right? I'm wearing a hat today. You're not, you have glasses right. on. I don't, you know, but we're, we're both human. I actually just had another recent uh, encounter with a shadow person as well. Oh, uh, that, walk us through that one. Yeah, uh, that was actually just two weeks ago, I believe, is what it was. And I was just sleeping in my room at night. All of a sudden, I hear these footsteps coming in, and my door opens. And something just rushes and grabs my wrist, and I wake up and just I, I can feel it. Was it was it cold or was it hot or did it just feel like a just a regular old person? It felt like a regular old like just kind of you know mid temperature. And uh, when I woke up, there was actually a corner standing right in or a character standing right in the corner. Uh, details kind of blurry, so it was just kind of a shadow. Kind of a shadow, yeah. 
Now, how many cats do you have in, in the house? I've got five cats. Five cats. So you got kind of a built-in alarm system, so to speak. So if they get spooked, you know that there might be something nearby. Absolutely. Uh, You know, animals are intuitive. Uh, Perhaps, you know, dogs take the cake um, in terms of seeing, you know, spirit entities. But cats aren't too far behind. Cats are only lacking because they're a little bit neurotic and they're prone to, you know, darting across the room for no reason anyways. But I think sometimes they are spooked because of, uh, you know, the, the spirit entities that they see in the room. So when you woke up, when you, when you, uh, after this thing grabbed your wrist, what was your reaction? Just heart pumping and, and heart uh, pumping. it felt like real danger was going on. Oh my gosh. Has, you know, since these experiences, I mean, has, has it elevated your anxiety? I mean, you, you can still function and hold down a job and everything, obviously, but do you find yourself uh, being on edge a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. Especially in the dark. Mm-hmm. I, in order for me to sleep now, I actually have to listen to uh, like YouTube videos or your podcast as well. So yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's funny how, and, and I'm the same way, man. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm usually drifting off to sleep listening to spooky stories, and then I wonder, you know, we wonder why we have nightmares. Um, but whatever helps you sleep, and you know, sometimes when the room is too quiet, you know, it, it just makes it hard to completely relax. So yeah, if I were you, I'd I'd turn on some. Uh, YouTube videos of the, you know, sound of rain or, you know, rolling thunderstorm, something, something relaxing. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to the, to the orbs, um, do you, do you have any opinions either way on like what, what orbs are, or, you know, you you had that one that came out of the mausoleum, but any other experiences with orbs or theories as to what they are? I mean, my theory to them is it's almost like somebody in the afterlife is trying to, to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, showing you the nearby. Right. Well, and, that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, it's just like they only have certain ways to communicate. Obviously, they can't come up and say hi. So. <laughs> Not usually. I mean, they would take a tremendous amount of energy. Then again, I'm thinking back to the mausoleum, the, you know, the, the orb the size of a car. It was roughly walking speed. I mean, we we can't say for certain until we get to the afterlife. And let's knock on wood, that doesn't happen anytime soon. But. When we get there, I mean, is it is it just a matter of time before we feel mischievous enough to to do something to scare a human, right? Like right. <laughs> cause a flash of light across the room or grab somebody by the wrist just just for shiggles, you know, just to get their goat. Uh, I don't know. I, I suppose ghosts might get bored just like humans do from time to time. But right. Yeah. So those five cats, I mean, out of the five cats that you have, is there one or two that seem to be more perceptive to the spirit world? Um, probably Domino is, uh, that's our kind of cow cat, as we call her, because she's part black, part white, <laughs> little yeah. spots all over. Uh, she's very skittish all the time, and she's always looking at the walls and seeing things move. So she's either just a total oddball, or she's the most psychic of all the cats. <laughs> exactly. All right, Domino, little dairy cow. Um, would, do you have other paranormal stories or weird happenings you'd like to share? Weird happenings, uh, I would say, so I actually have some guardian angel stories as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, let's dive into that. Little little palate cleanser, you know, scare people and then we'll lift their spirits. <laughs> right, exactly. So, well, I would say lift their spirits in a sense. So it, it was kind of a dark time for me when these actually happened. Um. I remember I was at the top of the mountain, Estes Park. Have you ever gone to Rocky Mountain National Forest? Beautiful place, but it was uh, right at the very top where there's this parking lot there. And I 
was a very dark place. Everything was going wrong for me. And I was super depressed, and I was actually planning to drive off the side. Wow. Wow. And right before I did, my phone pinged, and a video came up from Newgrounds called Pokey Awesome. Okay. And it was the funniest thing I ever saw. And when I, as soon as I saw that video, I was like, what am I doing up here? And I started just bawling and all. And we had our session not too long ago. I actually got to meet a couple of my guardian spirits. And one of them actually came out and told me it was Alvin who actually sent me that video. Yeah. So if not for him, I wouldn't be here. I almost forgot about good old Alvin because didn't yep. we make a chip, chipmunk reference? Alvin we and did. the chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it literally saved your life. And I'm not familiar with that with that video. Like, what, what is it just like a compilation of funny things or what is it? Actually, it's from an artist named Ego Raptor. Uh, he does, uh, he's actually part of the Game Grumps on YouTube. And uh, he used to be in animation before he actually did that. And it's just really funny video about what Pokemon would be like if somebody actually put two monsters together and they fought each other for food. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I should, I should tell that to Eddie and Pat of the paranormal dads podcast. I'd be <laughs> right up there. We're just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, but Hey, if a funny video saved your life, you know, it just goes to show people, you know, sometimes our very existence, our future, it's just, you know, teetering on the edge of a knife, you know, it, it could go either way. And, and, you know, let's be kind to people. You know, it's free. It doesn't cost a dime to give somebody a, a a hug or a compliment or a kind word to lift their spirits because, I mean, that's that's a really good way. I You know, I've, I have I used to work in the mental health field. It feels like a lifetime ago, but, you know, before I was a full-time psychic medium, I was a social worker, and I worked in mental health facilities, and I've worked with a lot of people who used to be suicidal or, or currently were suicidal um, and being, you know, closely monitored. And a lot of them said, you know, at the, you know, 11th hour when they were thinking about making a bad decision, it was the littlest thing that gave them hope to hold on, you know, and it was something as simple as a funny video or a, a random call from a friend they hadn't heard from in a while. So, you know, if that was your guardian angel, Alvin, if that was the universe, whoever caused that, you know, notification to ding on your phone, me and everyone listening is grateful that uh, you made it down off that mountain safely. Yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, how many years ago was that, man? Oh, that was about seven years ago. Yeah, gotcha. And you know, unfortunately, it's it's relatable. I think you know, maybe not to that extent, but I think a lot of us can relate to at one point in our life, you know, being in a being in a pretty dark place and and being unsure of where to turn. And uh, so again, you know. Just everybody listening, ask for help. <laughs> ask right. for help before it gets to that level because there are services and, and uh, things available. To... And there's people that care too. Very oh, much so. always. There's always people that care, you know. So any other, uh, you know, fluffy, lighthearted guardian angel type well, here's stories? A, here's actually a lighthearted one for you too. Yeah. So we recently talked uh, and you had suggested a certain field for me. Um, and I actually had a dream that night about that field. And Cornelius actually came to that dream. Um, Your other guardian angel. My other guardian angel, right. Yeah. And he kept, I remember I was uh, just sitting there wondering what to do. I felt depressed in the dream, like I'm not going anywhere with my job. He shows up and he actually says, like with big, like a business card comes up, it says travel agent on it. <laughs> in the dream, he had a card that said travel agent? He had a card that said travel agent. <laughs> 
And that was the career I, I suggested you yes. crack your way into. <laughs> yes. And now that's actually happening. So. And I was ha- you said you're awaiting the certification to come through. or you, the, you, the, you... Uh, the LLC, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's nuts, man. See, just like that, bada bing, bada boom, life's looking differently. And, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty and the, the, the scary part of life as well. You know, I did a session earlier today with a lady. We were talking about, you know, the future of her relationships and career changes and stuff. And. Now I was telling her, you know, that's that's the hard part about life is life hands us a blank canvas and on it we can paint whatever we want. But sometimes we're paralyzed with too many choices and we're like, well, man, you know, I wish somebody would narrow it down to A, B, C or D, multiple choice test. But, you know, there's so many lanes, so many options to choose from. And and that's that's a good thing because that's free will. That's, you know, that gives us uh, choices to you know, invent ourselves and reinvent ourselves and, and recalibrate our life to look, you know, more like we want it to look. And, you know, but sometimes it's, it's that initial, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I going to do? And then you just have to pick a lane, have confidence, you know, that it's a good decision and then put in the work to make it happen. And you, you've put in the work, so good things are coming. And I hope really, really do. Yeah. It's been really nice. Yeah. So in my future travels, I know who I'm consulting. I'm going to give you a call yes. and you can tell me, <laughs> where to where to check in, which hotels to stay at, which excursions. Yeah, no to charge for that one for suggesting <laughs> all that. So. <laughs> Thanks, Cornelius, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember which past life he, he fit into the picture of yours. He was but, uh, uh so I was just uh named Giuseppe. I was actually in New York. Oh, and he was my right. employer. That's right, he was your employer. Yeah. And that's a name you don't hear much of anymore, Cornelius. <laughs> right. It's got an old fashioned regal. Yeah. Um yeah, garden angels are interesting. You know, you know, it's really fun, you know, chatting with people of all walks of life and, and getting the chance to talk about all these weird subjects, you know, the weirder, the better. But I know a lot of people, ton of people who have seen a ghost or apparition or, you know, shadow person, and it doesn't make it any less cool. It's just it's it's kind of common. I, I know just as many people have seen a weird light in the sky or a UFO. But in terms of angels, I can count probably on one hand the amount of people I've met Who've, who've had an angel sighting, like not just uh, angelic type moment, but like actually seeing an angel, you know, with wings. And and those who do say they're huge, massive, you know, their wingspan takes up the entire living room kind of deal. So, you know, looking behind you, Johannes, uh, there, there's that picture and I'm just, I'm just my ADD. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. It's like a cottage uh, kind of in the woods. And it, right. it, it almost looks like the type of picture where, you might expect to see like a fairy on a tree or a garden gnome over in the corner. Like what's your thought on, I guess you'd call them like fey folk or, you know, the, the more sprightly oh, yeah. woodland creature. I mean, what, what, what's the chances that those are real and, and not just, you know, stuff out of Disney movies. Now I absolutely believe in those. And I've done a lot of mythological research, um, especially for brownies. If you know oh. what brownies are. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm somewhat familiar, um, but for everybody listening who might not be, you want to describe a little bit about how so, they operate? Brownies are faithful. They don't have any wings, and they just kind of little tiny little people. And, uh, and the old lore, they actually used to put people's shoes together, like little tailors. And they used to clean people's houses, and they used to get mad when people would actually just mess up the house. And <laughs> So the reason I think that they're real is because you know, you'd be doing something, something falls behind you or something like that, like somebody's watching you. And brownies, uh, I grew up in England, and I there's like little figures of brownies everywhere. People I've talked to have seen sightings of brownies. It's just really interesting. 
So over in England, I mean, I'm not sure how how many years you lived there before moving, but um, you know, over in the UK, over in Europe in general, are, do you do you get a vibe that it's more acceptable, like more people are open open minded to you know brownies and fairies and things like this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I actually have an old client who went to Ireland once and she, I mean, she'd swear on a stack of Bibles that she saw an actual fairy, like on a tree branch, just within arm's length. Like she saw it with her own eyes. So yeah, it it is interesting. And then over, uh, you know, not, not too far away from England, you have uh, Iceland and Iceland has a very rich history of believing in elves. And I'm sure they believe in fairies and other things, but they believe in elves to the point where uh, they don't want to disturb their habitat. So they have like legit, like intuitive people who are apparently in tune with, you know, elf creatures. And they, they in the past, it's been documented. They've actually detoured entire construction projects, you know, to, to, you know, divert a road so it doesn't go through a particular patch in the forest because they don't want to upset the elves. So. Right. And uh, actually, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, he actually, they, they said that there used to be signs of him actually hanging out with elves. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, I, I think I once heard, you know, of course, he's uh, the writer of, was it Lord of the Rings or Lord The Hobbit of the Rings or both? Hobbit, yep. Both. And he, didn't he create uh, almost an entirely new language? He did. I actually have that book somewhere here. <laughs> that's that's cr- Man, <laughs> see... It's fun talking with other people who are into the same uh, interest. But, yeah, I don't know. It makes you wonder. Dude was hanging out with elves. Maybe they're the ones who gave him the syntax for that language, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And as for the brownies, you know, little mischievous troublemakers, I've heard that, you know, you can, if you if you suspect you have brownies in your home, you can set out offerings for them. Yes. Uh, now, I can't confirm or deny because this is a family-friendly show for the most part. But if you leave them certain libations and indulgences, uh, you know, maybe mind-altering substances, they do enjoy that. But the problem is if you leave them, you know, a little drink or a little a little something else, if you forget to leave it out, they almost get disgruntled if you stop giving them gifts. So it kind of becomes a slippery slope to play that game. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, granted, they might not eat very much food because they're, you know, roughly, you know, just a few inches tall. But and actually, I think you're you're a bit younger than me. I, I don't know if you'll remember this, but maybe some of the listeners will. Back in the 80s, there was a really popular movie called Willow. Oh, yes. I love Willow. Willow. It's a it's a classic. And they, they actually did on. Oh, gosh. Is it Netflix? I, or maybe it's Disney uh, Plus. It's Disney Plus. Yep. Disney Plus. They have the remake and it's actually a show with the original actor who played Willow back in the day in the 80s. His, his name escapes me, but he's a famous Warwick actor. Warwick Davis. Thank you, Warwick Davis. But I remember in the original Willow back in the 80s, they did have brownies. They had little little brownies, and I remember they had little spears, and they had little loincloths, and yeah. they, caused, they caused trouble everywhere they went. And Your mother is a rat. That's all I can remember that guy saying. <laughs> Your mother is a rat. Yeah, I actually watched that movie not too long ago. It's a blast from the past but that movie had a little bit of everything because you have uh wizards and witches you have trolls you have uh, dragons which dragons pop up a lot in mythology not just in europe but also in asia uh do you have any books uh have you done any research on dragons and and oh i have many books on dragons as well like every creature you can think of i've tried to research them oh that's so cool man and i love it you know, I think I always say this and no offense to anybody, but I always say normal people are boring. Like I, yeah, I love are. interacting. <laughs> Give me a weirdo to talk with and I'm happy as a clam. Yeah. 
Do you do you have a favorite? Um, I don't know. Shall I say beast or creature? I mean, it's or is that like picking your favorite cat or picking your favorite kid? Is it is it just impossible to choose a favorite? It's almost impossible too. But if I put some time and thought to it, I'm sure I can come up with something. <laughs> You know, anymore, personally, I'm kind of drawn to uh, cryptozoology more than I ever have been. You know, the it's the study of unknown or unexpected or out-of-place creatures. And, and that encompasses anything from Bigfoot to the Loch Ness Monster to Mothman right. to the rash of kangaroo sightings that was in Nebraska, of all places, back in the 1940s. Nobody, nobody knew wh- how or why. There was no circus that escaped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cryptozoology is interesting. And I, I suppose... You know, you could lump a dragon and a brownie into that same category. Yeah, absolutely. You know, technically they're creatures. You who... know, now I think about it, I would say Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga? Now, is that the Russian? Yes. The Russian, was it a witch? She was a witch that had a house with chicken feet. Oh, that's right. That's a weird one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, is it like a um, Russian myth where she'll like, you know, kidnap kids and eat you in the middle of the exactly, night if you're, not, yeah. if you're not in your bed? Yeah. All those stories they used to make up. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those, you know, you get up there into the colder parts of Europe and, uh, you know, you know, some old uh, German uh, folklore and fairy tales and those some of those high up Alpine countries. They have pretty scary roots, man. Like that's not that's not Mother Goose stuff like (laughs) their bedtime stories for children is like nightmare fuel. Oh, yeah. And my uh, grandmother, she actually used to collect little troll little figurines and she actually really believed in this. She thought there were actually trolls in our attic. Oh my gosh! And I'm, I'm guessing we're not talking those cute little trolls like the Disney movie that we have no, nowadays. No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh no! I'm almost picturing like a, you know, a, a doll you find in your backyard that's been scribbled on and it's like heads turned backwards and it's missing an eyeball, kind of like those those types of dolls. Yep, exactly, and like big <laughs> noses. <laughs> oh no, uh, Baba Yaga. Yeah, if we have any listeners tuning in from Russia, beware, right? Right. Oh my gosh! Well, this has been a blast, man. We oh, we yeah. actually might we might have to have you back on the show. You know, I love pick, to pick a category. You know, we could do a deep dive into dragons or brownies or whatever you want. But this has been fun, and uh, I think we'll we'll stop while we're ahead. But uh, huge thanks to Johannes for coming on here and and sharing a couple stories. And it was great. <laughs> This was a good one, man. We were all over the place. Anything we didn't cover, I can't think of. God, anything. I don't know. <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. And uh, thanks to everybody else for listening to another episode of So Strange.